got involved with Bitcoin and Bitcoin got involved with it early. And I'm talking about when it was, you know, a couple of hundred dollars for Bitcoin. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Today's episode is sponsored by the Women Building Wealth Membership Group, the complete proven step-by-step course to guide women from novice to confident investor. To learn more, go to womenbuildingwealth.net. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest Chance Glenn. Chance, are you ready to rock? I am ready. Thanks, Andrew, for having me on. Uh, this is great. This is great. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So let me tell the audience about you. Um, Chance is an innovator and entrepreneur who has been engaged in creative pursuits for the better part of his life. He holds a bachelor's of science, a master's of science, and a PhD, all in electrical engineering, and has patents and publications in a whole host of areas of focus. He is the president and founder of Morningbird Media Corporation, where he and his colleagues have developed and prepared to launch the Electronic Alchemy eForge, a 3D printer capable of producing functional electronic devices. That's amazing, by the way. <laughs> his team... Yeah, his team has utilized support from NASA to, to take this from product to concept to commercialization. In addition to his technical pursuits, he is a tenured full professor, provost and vice president of academic affairs at University of Houston, Victoria, acting visual artist and Grammy nominated singer songwriter. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chance Glenn, take it away. Well, Tell us some tidbits of your life. That's a, that was a mouthful. Uh, thanks, Andrew. I mean, this is, this is pretty cool to, to be able to talk about all of it. And the way you described it, I think is, is, you know, the, the, at the core and the foundation of everything I try to do is about creativity and innovation. I like to create. I was doing that from the youngest age that I can remember. I'm a Star Trek lover. I was influenced, but you know, interestingly, not so much just because of the high tech and science and all that, but I love the, the stories and the friendship and the communication between the crew and the vision that the future could be better than it was. So that kind of what drew me and it kind of got me interested in science and technology. Like so many engineers, I think, have been inspired by Star Trek and all that. So, but Mr. Spock is my favorite guy. That's the one. And, and, you know, even some of our personality are almost patterned in that way. But I think you, I think you covered, you know, just about everything in that bio. And, but I think, uh, I think the audience, including my mother, is going to wonder, yeah. wait a minute, Grammy yeah. nominated singer songwriter? Yeah. yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you how that kind of, you know, came about. So, you know, I, I grew up in a church where we always were singing and everything. And one of the ways I learned how to sing the church I was in, we didn't use music at all. So we, we basically learned how to sing and harmonize. And so I could, you know, kind of got a pitch. I can hit notes and stuff like that. But I got involved with this place in Maryland. And essentially, the way the church was set up, you always did music that went with the message and what was going on at the particular time. And sometimes you could find music to fit the message or the, the idea that the pastor was trying to get across. 
but sometimes we had to write it. And I was the worship leader and all of that. So uh end up writing a bunch of songs. I think I've written over a hundred songs. And so from those, I picked a few that I really wanted to record and got together with a very good friend of mine and just gifted musician named John Waller. I have tunes in my head. I, I can't play anything. So I just need to get with somebody who does know how to play. And we would work out songs. And he also had a recording studio. So I recorded my first CD. It was called, and it's still out there. It's on iTunes somewhere out there. It's called The Praise Project First Fruits. And so along with that, and this was in the, you know, the 2000, around 2000, I don't know, you might remember mp3.com was out there. We, we had a song that went to the top of the charts, created our own record label, which was called Morning Bird Records. And so with that, we had distribution. We were considered a label that was recognized by the Recording Arts Academy. I got to know people inside of that organization is in D.C., you know, got ourselves nominated through that process. Now, you know, it, it had to be vetted. It obviously had a quality level that needed to you know, rise to a certain level. Yeah, we were. So we got that nomination. This was in 2000. And the nomination was, was the best new artist in uh, the gospel category. Mm, fantastic. In 2000. So anyway, I mean, that's that. I recorded another one uh, a little later. It's, it's still, it's out there as well. It's called Chance Glenn, Jesus is Faithful, I believe, is, mm. is the title. So, so and I've got songs out there on the internet somewhere. And every now and then a royalty check will show up. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, but, but that was that was just a fun time in my life. We did a lot of um, performances, concerts all over the country. You know, along with the recording and everything else, got to know some pretty big name artists. That and, and the funny thing, we actually opened. They actually opened for us. The way we set up the concert, some some well known artists. I won't name them, but yep. but anyway, yeah. So that, that's what was going on with the music. Show. Are you singing at all these days? Or um, I sing. I sing a little bit, not not nearly like I did once before. Yep. I haven't written too much recently, but you know, so I think my heaviest time of activity was from the mid late nineties through two thousand ten. Yep. Probably so. Yeah. Well, the last time I was uh, I was at church was in Compton in Los Angeles, and I went mm, with my okay. my good friend Lafayette Shelton, and he and I worked together at Pepsi when I was in L.A. Okay. And uh, he grew up in Compton. And it was it was a tough life, I can tell you. But yeah. he had this really close family, and I never really knew about it until he invited me to come to church one Sunday, and I went there and. The singing, you know, it's just great singing. But what I what I found and what I learned about Lafayette at that was how close his family was. He, his mother and father were there. His grandparents were there. And I just and the singing, you know, it's just a lot of singing. And I I came from originally an Episcopalian, you know, background, mm -hmm. which is, you know, a lot, a lot more boring. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I love the singing. There's all kind of things out there. You know, we were talking earlier, you're, you're a well-traveled person, uh, traveled a bit. You get to see people experience things, you know, and I think in the end of the day, that's what life is about, is just this collection of experiences, and you get to share yours, and you learn from other people. 
Yep. I think that's what we're doing out here. Exactly. And uh, I would wrap this up by also saying that um, one of my biggest learnings is that people around the world and all the different countries I've been to, they don't want war. They don't want to fight. Mm -hmm. People just want to live their life. People want to live. Yep. They want to live. They want to take care of their families. They yep. want to, you know, be, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to see it. that too. I, 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 I wish that our politicians, we wouldn't let our politicians stir us up into trying to have war with everybody. And so let's, <laughs> yeah. let's dedicate this to peace. How about that? Yes. All yes, right. Yes, well, now it's time to share um, your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. Okay. Well, you, you know, as soon as I say this, you'll, 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 you'll see and probably shake your head and, and realize got involved with Bitcoin and Bitcoin got involved with it early. And I'm talking about when it was, you know, a couple of hundred dollars for Bitcoin. And I and I started investing, and and so you know I bought my first batch, you know, and and bought uh you know probably a, a cup probably you you know now it's well you know the price price now I'll get yeah. to, I'll get to that but yep. you know a couple of at least a couple of bitcoins if not more probably five six coin, and it just continued to grow and it continued to grow, and I'm I'm looking at the thing. And, and you know, when you climb in that curve, you never know where it's going to peak and you don't know when to downturn it. And, you know, if you're tracking stuff every day and you're trying to be some sort of day trade or whatever, you know, anytime something goes down a little bit, you panic. So I pulled my money out when it was about $900 per coin. Now, 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 now remember, I made... I probably made 10 times my, the money I put in at that point. And so now you know how, um, uh, <laughs> how much it cost, they cost now. I mean, it's, mm. it was up as high as $14,000 per coin at one, at once. I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood just under 10,000 now. But, um, I, uh, I pulled it out when it was about 900 a, a Bitcoin. And, and, and then by the time I looked at it again, it was probably well over three or four thousand dollars and it wasn't, wasn't worth it. So I missed a train that probably could have took my initial investment of, um, I'm going to say, I know I ended up pulling out about 10 grand. I think I put in about a grand, uh, at a hundred. So if you do the math, you know what that would have been now so so it wasn't so much that the investment was bad it was the decision that was bad and um and i think the lesson is what you know is almost like it's it's about courage and sticking with something but i guess the question is how how long do you stick with you know, and not, and not jump out, but, but when do you actually jump out? But here's the, here's the, the, the good news. Here's the good news. What I did make, I actually took and invested as a, almost like a seed investment into what became electronic alchemy now. And so really started to build what we're doing now for our company 
And I think it's going to be pretty revolutionary and amazing. And I was able to kind of use that money that I made from there and do some of the preliminary work. So, so there is somewhat of a happy ending, but you know, I probably could have easily walked away with a hundred grand out of, yeah. out of that if I would have stuck with it. What? Let's so, talk about let's talk about the yeah. lessons that you learned because I yeah. I think this is a it, it's an interesting story because yeah. there's a lot of people. First of all, there's the Bitcoin, yeah. you know, mania that's out there. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of people not just Bitcoin, there's other things that you get into and they go up quite a bit mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. faced with this challenge. And I'm sure that there's listeners who are facing that challenge right now. Right. So what did you learn from this experience? Well, you know, I learned to stick with things. I learned that courage is is important and you've got to um, exercise courage and be willing to be willing to take that risk uh, and not just play it so safe. I mean, I think that that was, you know, now I invested, you know, an amount that I was able to without, it didn't put me in jeopardy. It didn't put, you know, my family, you know, in any, uh, uh, any kind of issue with that. But I think that if I would, if I would have stayed with it and been courageous enough and just rode it out and not I think there was like some panic, you know, yep, panic. Yep, you see yep. it going down. Oh, let me get it out. Let me get it out. So I, I take some out. I'll leave a little bit in there and then it go back up. And then I'll, when it drops again, I take some out. And, you know, about it before it was all done, I took pretty much everything out. It wasn't enough to make any real difference. So, um, no, I think, it. I think it was just a strategy issue. Yeah. Yep. So let me summarize what I take away from it and see if you mm-hmm. add anything. Uh, the first thing is have a plan. Mm. So, you know, if you have a plan, it may have, but <laughs> not sure. It could, it could have allowed you to say, nope, I'm sticking with this. I'm not selling because I believe mm. that Bitcoin is the future of blah, blah, blah. And mm. therefore I'm going to stick with that plan. So one, and, and what we find oftentimes in the world of finance is very few people actually write out their plan. Mm. On the other side, I'm going to, I'm going to re- reminds me of a, saying my mom always said, which was just because it's cheap, you don't have to buy it. And, <laughs> you know, cause I'd walk by a store, it's on sale. It's 30% discount, yeah. mom. Yeah. And, um, what the, the corollary to that is really nobody went bust selling too early. Hmm. So the idea being that, yeah, you can't always call it right, but you know, it's probably better to sell too early than to sell too late. And, um, the the other thing that I, I take away, which is um, <laughs> so many uh, investment, bad investment decisions are because people sell, sell low and they buy high. Mm-hmm. In this case, you actually did sell high for the way you were thinking at the time, right? Yeah. yeah. And so good news is that you didn't make that uh, the major mistake of, of that. Now, you could say, all right. As I look back over time, maybe I sold you know too early. But the point is, oh, yeah. you actually yeah. did sell high compared to what you went into. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's, it's an opportunity cost, I guess. But if you also think about, and you can you can look at this in business as well. I mean, you build up something, and you know you have exit strategy, and you say, well, I'm going to sell my company, right? Well, so you sell your company to somebody for say ten million dollars. And they take it and they turn it into a billion dollar enterprise. 
you know, so that, that is, that is something. So there's a lesson that, and that may be, and maybe you check back with me in a couple of years <laughs> and ask me if I made the same decision, you know, and if I did it, did it right or did it wrong? I mean, because, you know, this, this technology that we build and we have is something that nobody else has. And, hmm. uh, you know, we're building up a lot of interest here. And like I said, NASA has been very, uh, interested in, in the development of 3D printing of electronics and other things that are useful for on mission and everything else. And that's just the beginning. I mean, it's something we could see in every home, you know, yeah. like the replicator in Star Trek. That's what kind of inspired it in me, you know, but if there's somebody comes and, and we're already dealing, talking with people like HP and Autodesk and others. And if they come in early and say, Hey, you know, we're interested to give you a couple of million dollars. And they take it and make it into billions. That could be the same mistake. Mm. Could be the same mistake. So, question. So again, is and I could bring this idea of courage up. Is is being courageous enough to believe in the plan that you talked about? Yep. Having this plan, believe in that plan, and and seeing it through. That's what I think is also in that lesson. I'll tell you a quick story about uh, a friend of mine who had a business that we sold in. I helped him with this, but his business was a software business and we sold it mm. to one of the largest software companies in the world. Mm. And in the end, the price we got was pretty good. But the idea was that this, this company could, you know, transform it into a billion dollar and multi-billion dollar software and, and opportunity. And, uh, you know, originally the big company offered a very low, relatively low price. And mm -hmm. what, what, what my job was, was to work with them to, uh, to, to work with the founders basically to say, how do we package this thing? And how do we show ultimately what we wanted to show was that, that we as a team, you know, that the, the, the guys mm -hmm. that created that company could grow it and capture mm -hmm. some of those billions. Maybe they could only capture 200, 300 million of those billions. They couldn't capture all that the big guy could capture. And that's exactly the method that I use to try to get the price up. And so, um, as, as he, on, on my LinkedIn, my dear friend wrote a thing that said, Andrew increased the price of my exit by 25 or 30 percent. And that's, that's exactly. So maybe we'll add that on to your lesson. Just push it a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe yeah, if that fits yeah. the plan, if that fits the yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's it. I, li I like that. I like yeah. That. So now let's think about some young people out there that are excited mm -hmm. about an investment and it's doing well and it's going up. What one, what based on what you've learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? Well, um, I would actually apply, I should have applied, but I'm, what I know very well, and that's mathematics. I mean, I could have, you know, Develop some some uh, analysis and some modeling of it, and looking at the curve, and you know, seeing whether you know it, it goes up or down, and where the apex might be. I should have probably should have done that instead of just looking at the numbers from minute to minute. <laughs> so I think I, oh, I think here's a lesson: don't be a prisoner of the moment, but be someone who looks at the bigger picture. I think that's the lesson. Got it. Um, yep. Because if you're a prisoner of the moment, the ups and downs of the moment can cause you to make the wrong decision. But if you look at things with a bigger picture 
and have a plan and be willing to, and courageous enough to stick to it, that's, that's I think, is the lesson that's, that lives in this story. Fantastic. I love it. Well, last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? The number one goal is to launch the Electronic Alchemy eForge. And you don't mind me saying uh, our, our website, electronicalchemy.com. Check it out and, and see what the, what the, all this buzz is about. But we're focusing heavily on that. We've got some, you know, uh, digital media push going on. Mm. Uh, we're about to do a pre-sales launch so people can go on there and sign up for that and see what's going to be happening. But just imagine that, you know, having a, a device that could print in its ultimate capacity. Think about printing the phone and a phone comes out of there and works. Come and on. We're not That's just so yet, unbelievable. But we're, but we're close because you have to print multiple materials. And we have come up with with uh, the, the, the materials and we have intellectual property around all these different materials. Fantastic. Print. So that's so. so, so let, that's, let me uh, yeah. let me let me ask you about that. And for, for the listeners, I'm going to put links in the show notes so you can check okay. it out. And okay. for the listeners, if you want to invest or learn how to put this into action, Let's get, get in touch with chance through there and, or through myself. But the question uh, I have for you, just so I, let's just take the example of a phone. Now, mm -hmm. as I would see a phone, I would think of kind of a case or an yeah. out, outer part. And then as I would see on the inner there, there's layers of, you know, yeah, uh, of electronics and materials mm -hmm. and all that. And so when we talk about 3D printing, is it making the different parts like the outside and the inside yeah. and then putting them yeah. together or is it creating all of it in one go? Is, is creating it all together in one go. Because if you start, if you take a phone and just start slicing into very thin layers and you look at those layers, there will be different materials in that there'll be plastics, there'll be semiconductors, there'll be capacitors, there'll be resistance, there'll be wires which is basically just metal and stuff like that but that at every thin slice so if you could print those different layers which is what 3d printers do now here's where it gets really cool suppose the phone didn't look like a phone suppose it looked like a, a cup but it still act like a phone that's the that's the cool part so that's where designers could come up with something really neat and that's what we want to foster and enable creativity, where all we have is community of people that are making things, sharing things, you know, uh, and, and, and just doing something that no one has really imagined. That's what our, that's what we really want to enable. That's what I'm so, excited about. Fantastic. Well, for the audience out there, I'm holding up my coffee cup next to my uh, <laughs> face and I'm saying, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So fantastic. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. As we end, Chance, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Be courageous and be creative. Boom. Love it. Love it. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well. Fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside.